Welcome to Rock Mornings, and welcome back, the godfather of the girl, Ted Reader, the new commissioner of the uh, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> at least the commissioner of the tailgate. Yes, oh my gosh, Ted, I was looking at the photos, sir, of you grilling, and you're not just doing bologna sandwiches with mustard over there on the back of your truck. You had a whole... A whole serving going on of, uh, let's see the list here. You had brisket nachos, you had ribs and wings, you had steak sandwiches, you had turkey drums as well. Unbelievable. Yeah, we had a, we had a pretty tasty time down in Buffalo catching the Bills versus Steelers. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the Steelers got clobbered, clobbered, clobbered. <laughs> but uh, what a tasty time. I tell you, people in Buffalo know how to tailgate. Yeah. They do it well. Yeah. yeah. You're brave, too, because you went into uh, chicken wing territory. Of course, the Anchor Bar, the home of the wing, and you made your own wings. That's a brave move. Well, you know, I'm not really afraid of one little wing company. <laughs> now, look at uh, Teddy. I was I was looking at uh, the photos of all the tailgating. The ribs, the ribs look massive, and maybe a little refresher on how to cook ribs because I was one who always used to do them. I'd coat them in sauce and I'd roast them, uh, just kind of buried in sauce, really low and slow for hours. But when you're grilling, you don't have to do that. Really, the sauce just really goes on at the end. You baste at the end. Yes. Yes, but, but the ribs that you saw that we did were tailgating. We first smoked those ribs, and then okay. we just finished them. Uh, I just finished them on the grill there that day. Okay. So the, all the preparation was done ahead. So we, we uh, at the joint, we did um, we smoke our ribs, and ribs are now available every day at the, the joint, Perfect. not just on Saturdays. And... Um, we do a similar method to a 3-2-1. Okay, which I was going to ask about that because that seems to be very popular, and certainly among the smokers. Among the smokers, if you've got a smoker and you're going to do, do your ribs, a 3-2-1 method is a really good method to use. It's uh, Make sure you peel the membrane off your rib. We were using St. Louis cuts, which is a center cut uh, side rib. But if you're using back ribs, you're using the whole side rib. Make sure you remove the membrane. And then you can put what they call a binder down, which some people brush mustard all over the rib first. Mm. Um, I prefer ranch dressing. And then uh, put your rub on afterwards. Okay. And then you smoke for about two to three hours, closer to three, until you get to an internal temperature of about 170 degrees in between the bones. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then... You can glaze them. Some people like to rub them with, uh, with like uh, uh, butter and or margarine, and then brown sugar, and then barbecue sauce, and then wrap them up in aluminum foil, and put them back into the smoker for two hours until you can just start to wiggle that bone, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna slide out of there. Let them cool down slightly, and then onto the grill to finish and baste them with whatever sauce you want. All right, so, Ted, for those of us who are still working without uh, without a smoker and just uh, barbecuing on a grill on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday, um, what are we doing with our ribs on just a straight-up gas barbecue? Well, you can do the same. You can follow the same method okay. and turn your gas grill into, into a smoker uh, using some indirect heat, ribs on one side, heat on the other side and, and follow that three two one method. Okay. Um, or there's a little bit easier method is take your ribs, peel them, season them, put them uh, in a tray, add a little bit of liquid, cover them with aluminum foil and pop them in your oven for about uh, 90 minutes to two hours at 275 degrees. Okay. You pull them out, 
when you can wiggle those bones, cool them down slightly, and then take them to the grill and finish them off on your grill and baste them with sauce. Or we could just go to the joint that are every day. <laughs> yes, just come to the joint, and we'll give you a rack of ribs. Uh, Ted, one of the great tricks I think you taught me uh, when it comes to removing that membrane is do it when the ribs are, are somewhat cold, right? Like out of the fridge, and then use some paper towel, and you can just rip that right off. Yeah, take the tip of a knife and pick up the membrane just on the on the end of the rack. And then as that comes up, then grab it with a paper towel and then peel it right off. Can you usually, can you go to the butcher because I'm so lazy and afraid of screwing things up? Can I go and buy them with the membrane already removed? Uh, it depends. Most butcher shops won't do that because okay. of the amount of labor that goes into removing that sure. membrane. So you're going to, that's something you more than likely will do at home. Okay. But you can always ask your butcher if they would uh, peel the membrane off, and I think they'd be happy to help you. Yeah, I'm just afraid I'm going to chop up all the meat or something or car <laughs> carve into it and ruin it. Because I have made ribs in the past, but I always just bought them at the grocery store, and I don't remember ever removing that membrane. I just remember, so maybe it was already removed from the grocery store stuff, or I ate the membrane. I have no idea. You ate the membrane. All right. Well, I'm still <laughs> You ate the membrane. And what, what happens is when you leave a membrane on it, it, it shrinks and it pulls the, the rack of rib and kind of makes it bend and curve oh, okay. and doesn't allow that meat to relax. And then it gets tough, that membrane. A lot of people, instead of trying to peel it off, they'll just take the tip of a knife and they'll score it in a diamond pattern all the way across the back of the rib. Mm. And then, you know, when they hit the, the grill at the end, that membrane will kind of curl up and, and fall off. But that's okay. just a, a lazy way to do it. You should... If you're going to make ribs at the price they are, mm. take the extra two minutes and peel the membrane. All right, very good. Now, before we let you go, uh, in that brisket nacho, what was included in that? Oh, yeah. Uh, we started with, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, we have, those were fully loaded, man. <laughs> we started with a layer of uh, homemade refried uh, black beans on the base. Okay. And then cheese, and into that I threw some jalapenos and some diced onions and some uh, diced tomatoes, like a pico de gallo. Yep. Mm. And then uh, house-made nacho chips, crispy fried, seasoned with uh, a bit of bone dust. And then build the layers, cheese and meat and brisket in there. Uh, if you wanted to add some bacon, you can, and loads of cheese. But also I took some nacho cheese sauce. And that went throughout all the layers. <laughs> and so you, you bake that until it was just hot and cheesy and gooey and messy. And, and now it was absolutely delicious. Is there a gluten-free no. option to that, Ted? <laughs> yes, actually, because uh, we use gluten-free corn tortillas. So it's completely gluten-free. <laughs> my, uh, my just listening to this has my cardiologist on line three. All right, Teddy, if people want to talk to you about tailgating or ribs or nachos or steak sandwiches or turkey drumsticks, how do they get a hold of you, pal? You're going to find me at Ted Grills.